0: Welcome to the uh, latest episode of Tech Sales Influencers. I'm James Hamsland. Today, I am absolutely delighted to be uh, joined by Tim Renew. Tim is the Chief Revenue Officer over at Banked, and uh, we had a fantastic conversation around uh, moving his life back from uh, San Francisco uh, to the UK uh, during the global pandemic, um, welcoming his first daughter into the world at the same time, uh, and um, as I said, joining a, a startup. Organization. It was a great conversation, learning how he adapted his sales um, capabilities in the U.S. and what he's learned over there, and he's brought to uh, to the U.K. Um, to build out this organization, the sales business, in a world that is truly changing and and adapting to uh, the the way COVID has affected us. It's a great conversation. We're going to dive right into it now. Tim, uh, welcome and thank you very much for uh, joining us on TechSales uh, Influences. Um, Would you just like to start by just giving um, people a background of who you are and who uh, banked are?
1: Yeah, so I'm Tim, I'm I'm Chief Revenue Officer at Banks. um, We're a new payment platform that enables people to basically pay directly from your bank account. So um, when you're shopping online or even in in store in a lot of places now, um, you can choose to pay with bank account and load up your bank account, you authenticate, and the money is instantaneously transferred over to, to the merchant. Nice.
0: Um, so um, we're gonna be talking about, um, like before COVID, during, and, um, and after. Um, yours is quite a fascinating story because you weren't even in the, uh, in the UK uh, prior to this So it'd be great to hear uh, what selling was like for you prior to, um,
1: to COVID uh, while you were based over in the States. Yeah, so I moved to um, San Jose, which is just south of San Francisco, about two years ago, and uh, so was was launching in America with a related partnership with the previous company, with with PayPal taking that product to market, and um, and yeah, it was uh, it was actually going going really well, and um, selling was uh, I think I was more getting used to to how we sell in America versus anything else, yeah, and then um, and then yeah, COVID hit and. Um, Everything, uh, everything changed, and at the same time, I also had my first daughter, my first child, a daughter, and uh, and I was planning kind on of moving back to London. So it kind of all kind of happened within the space of two months. So it, was, months. Uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, um, interest. Just pick on apart um, uh, something you mentioned there: learning to adapt
1: how to sell in America. What? How is that different from um, from the UK? So I found that in America, everyone, everything is is great, right? So in the UK, I think people are a bit more cautious about how they, whether they like something, how they act when you pitch to them. Yeah. Um, you know, in America you have a pitch and you come away from everything thinking that was the best meeting in the world. Cause I feel like yeah. everyone, like, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Great, great, great. And then you'd never hear from them. You're like, what yeah. the, what's going on? <laughs> and the Same with like building a company out there is, uh, I feel like uh, in the US they they've trained from a young age, how to interview, so actually yeah. getting to know somebody you know, in, in the UK, I find it quite easy to, to, you know, you get the walls down and you actually get to know the person. Whereas in the US, I couldn't tell if the person was still pitching to me or they were they were just talking normally. Yeah, um, it, was a, it was a very steep learning curve. Interesting.
0: Um, so um, you then obviously uh, made the plans to uh, to come back. What was it like traveling back to the UK um, with obviously the COVID and the, um, and the
1: lockdown issues? Yeah, we, we had to delay it by, I think it was about a month or two um, and mainly just because I wanted to get as certain as possible with booking all the movers and everything. And it was, yeah, it was, quite, it was quite intense, yeah. mainly because um, you know, the, you know, the house gets packed up and the, sh- the movers take everything and then we were just living in a hotel and you have that thought of what if we come down with it and we can't travel and then we've got nothing or what if lockdown happens and yeah. is the day going to actually take off and you know, is my flight happening? And then yeah, but like I said, with uh, I think uh, Darcy at the time was she would have been three months old, so it was uh, you know it was a bit up in the air trying to make sure all her stuff got back. And um, but yeah, yeah, it turns out it was the best flight of my life to be honest. Like the <laughs> um, we uh, got through the airport, no one there. Got on the flight, and we had the entire cabin to ourselves. And um, Darcy slept for I think seven and a half hours of the eight-hour flight. And um, it was beautiful and she didn't quite at once. So the big drama was getting the car rental back in London and then driving into, <laughs> driving home. That was the, stress, the most stressful part. But yeah. uh, I think the build, up, the build up was worse than the actual yeah. actual. Yeah. So.
0: I guess that's the part once they knew that there was going to be a plane going and obviously most people aren't able to, to travel because obviously holiday and, and whatnot wasn't going to happen. So straightforward. So you, uh, you arrived back in the UK. You join a, a new business, uh, which, is, which is a, a, a startup, um, and you're not able to go and meet people really within the organization, and you certainly can't go and uh, meet potential clients. What, how did you do it? How did you have to adapt to the, uh, the new way?
1: Well, it was actually, I actually joined banks while I was still in America because of the delay and everything like that. So um, I was actually working uh, kind of UK hours um, while in the US, so starting at three AM and uh, and and okay. trying to as much of the UK. So I did that for about two months, and that was that was a I was I'm glad that's over. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so no, it was very strange joining a company um, where I, I I'd met one of the founders who happens to be based in San Francisco, um, but the other two um, I hadn't met, and obviously the rest of the company I hadn't met. So you know, taking the decision to join, and then when you do join having to introduce everyone, I, I jumped on a Zoom call with the entire company on there and it's uh, you know, very weird every single one introducing themselves and me having to go, nice to meet you. I'm not going to remember you, but you know, thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so when we, when I came back here, I, once once I was out of quarantine and some of the restrictions were lifted a bit, I put some beer in the car and I drove around some people in London and I nice. met them and dropped off beer to them and just did a bit of a intro that way. But um, but yeah, no, it's, there's still people in the team. I've been here, been in the company six months, and there's still people I haven't met. So it's, um, it's yeah, it's, it's very strange environment. Me.
0: Selling, how has um, selling changed in, in, in your point of view? Have you had to change the KPIs for the, the, the guys? Have you had to adapt how, how you've been selling and, and reaching
1: out to clients? Uh, to be honest, it's been really hard for me to to judge whether it's changed because of COVID or it's changed because of new company and getting that all set up. So um, yeah. we banked, We launched, uh, we've been going for about two years and we came out of beta just as I joined. So it was really a case of hit the ground running, get as many merchants as we can on board, get the systems in place. You know, There wasn't even the CRMs in, in there, no email marketing platform. So getting a lot of the things set up um, and then learning how to sell it right i always find the best way is, is learn how to sell it yourself and then train other people how to sell it so um so yeah and then doing that while also adapting to how the new world works has been yeah. very strange so um you know my very first job was working um my very first sales job was was working for a xerox reseller selling printers and photocopiers and you know i just had to hit the phones and call people yeah. so that's kind of what i've done my entire life when i trained people it's just like call people and it suddenly gets harder when no one's in the office and yeah. so um, so a lot of our has moved a lot of our lead generations moved to, to email marketing um, campaigns to um, to LinkedIn outreach has worked really well um, and um, and yeah just just automated automated outreaches. and to be honest we, we we've had a lot of um, interest I think uh, we had uh, in our second month of launching we had 10,000 visitors to our site and about 200 installs of our product so it was um You know, our sales team at the moment is just spent dealing with inbound inquiries, which has been, which has been good. That's a great place to be. Um,
0: So you
1: mentioned there about
0: more content um, using outreach and LinkedIn. Do you see your sales guys being closer to marketing than ever before? Or are you still keeping them very separate? Marketing puts everything else out over on the uh, social platforms and any other platforms that you want to use for marketing. Um, or are you actively encouraging your sales guys to be thought leaders on, um, LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I'm, I'm personally not a big fan of every single person being a thought leader. I mean, I know it's the thing that a lot of people are told to do nowadays, but, um, you know, I, I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough to be able to tell people what to do yet and tell people how to sell this. You know, I'm still learning. I don't, I've never done this specific thing before, so I'm learning and wanting to adapt myself, but, um, I don't think you can you can say marketing and sales are separate entities. Um, we've I've seen that before, and it just leads to a disaster where it's not aligned, the messaging is not aligned, or wrong types of customers. And so, yeah, the sales guys are being told to to work with marketing, work with the messaging, and um, send out emails themselves that are um, and and help with their social outreach. And kind of same with customer success as well. So. Um, yeah, I know. They all fall under, and making sure they all work closely together, I think, is more important now than than ever before. Absolutely,
0: and I know they're a new they're a new business to you. But before, I guess, you probably found yourself visiting um, a lot of clients and probably traveling a fair bit across the the USA. Would you have found yourself in a normal or pre COVID world uh, traveling a fair bit, maybe across Europe um, and? Are you having to? Do you think you'll be having to adapt a way of closing out business based on the fact that you're not probably going to be jumping on a plane across Europe, or do you
1: think you will be soon? I think for for everyday sales, I don't think there's certain certain types of businesses you need to go and see. But I mean, we've historically always I've always been able to sell, like get the sales team to sell remotely on Zoom meetings and things like that. I think it works. Um, I think when you're building strategic relationships, um, whether it's with VCs, whether it's with um yeah, new strategic partners or um, strategic investments I think those are the ones that it really affect not being able to and see them and yeah. so that's yeah, i spend a huge amount of time with previous um, investors going to see them go around their offices um, I, I once flew to Australia for for an hour and a half meeting and then back again you know it was that you know just to show face and um, that uh, uh, yeah it was, it was worth it it was worth it not on my body it, it literally it was what was it, like 20 hours flight, hour and a half meeting, and then uh, I spent one night there and then flew back the next day. But anyway, so we're doing a couple of these big strategic opportunities at the moment. We're working with some, some massive banks in the US, for example. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, historically, I'd have probably flown over about three or four times by now to go and meet with them face to face. But hey, it's it's working. You know, we're we're, there. we're it's. I think everyone's having to learn to adapt. So... Um, you know, maybe it's a good thing. You know, less less pollution, less damage to the environment. Um, yeah, and yeah. So that brings me on to
0: uh, going forward. Then, do you see a lot of people talk about the new era, selling the new the new business world, what the new norms going to look like? If it's working for you, doing it like this, do you? If um, the a vaccine came out um, in September. Would you find yourself going back to hopping on a plane and, and and going and seeing these guys or or do you think you would try
1: and make how you're operating now work for the long term? I think we'll try to make it work um for a long term, but I still think there's certain situations where we still need to have i mean even even now there's there's certain meetings I travel up into london now to to have because you know it's just easier face to face um but as a business, um, we've worked extremely well being remote. Um, so we actually we actually got rid of our office in London, and we're now fully remote and we will probably stay this way until 2021 at least. Mm-hmm. And um, you know it's been great because we can take that money we're saving and we can put it back into into employee benefits and events and socialising to to build that community still that they're missing from not being in the office. Um, you know help people set up the home office so they can they can work effectively and um mm-hmm. and you know like for me like i said i have a i have a new daughter and it's been wonderful because i can spend more time with her i get to see things I'd have missed if i was commuting every day in the office i think there's certain things you cannot get away from meeting people um i for example recruiting i've at the moment leveraged my network when we've employed people people i've known before so I trust them, so I haven't had to meet them more. Whereas I'm waiting for when I build out the team for a lot of new people, you know, we mentioned before that we have a, a number of roles that are uh, potentially coming up and I think that's where it's going to be challenging is do I trust recruiting somebody virtually and never seeing them and doing it? Our CEO yeah, did it with me and it, I think it worked out well, so maybe I, it will be fine. Will be so So
0: here's quite mainly maybe um, from the amount of time you spent in the US, because the US just, on scale um are more of a virtual place than um uh, than than the uk and 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 europe is um how do you because a lot of people are very worried about when you've got a sales team you want them around you for camaraderie to get people going um to motivate people if you guys are basically saying right we're actually only ever going to see each other on um on zoom how how would you advise people to adapt their managerial um, style? Because a lot of people were questioning about how to motivate somebody when they're at home. And, you know, a lot of, you know, all the psychologists came out and it was actually very true. Motivation isn't a location thing, right? If you're motivated, you're motivated. If you're not, it doesn't matter whether you're in the office or or at home. Um, But how have you had to adapt and learn probably from the US that you can bring over here and advise people? If you've got, um, you know anywhere from one or two to twenty thirty, a hundred sales guys who are all at home to keep on top of things because you can't pull them all into meetings to let them know about things and you know reviews and you know I don't know if you're a KPI manager.
1: How, what would be your advice? I think there I, I agree with your statement of motivation doesn't come from a place you know it's you're motivated or not. however, I do think that there is a thing when you know when I was starting up in sales, being around other people and seeing how they did stuff. You know, you saw someone close that big deal. You'd be like, oh god, yeah, okay, it is possible. I can, I can do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the U.S., you know, it's very common that um, the sales teams are not based in headquarters, or they're spread out, or they have yeah. um, they have reps in different um, states that just work remotely. And um, and I think. I think having regular catch ups with them, having a Slack channel that can be open and people can just talk, um, having daily catch ups, having non um, work related catch ups is important. Um, And then, you know, we have seen, you know, once a month I I get in touch with the customer success and sales teams and we we go for a run or we do something together that is, you know, that that brings us together. But um, I think if you're motivated, you're motivated, right? I think it's, um, and so I think the success will come down to recruiting the right people. Yeah, yeah. And people that have, uh, have understand that this is, you know, what the what the job is, what they need to do, and and just stay stay focused, and and then lean on me for support. Because to be honest, I'm probably more available than I ever was before, because I'm not being pulled into meetings. Because people see you and go, "Hey, come and talk, to me. come and yeah. me yeah, yeah." You know, I'm sitting on my computer or I've got my phone on me, so I'm I'm probably more more accessible than I ever was before. Yeah,
0: and and did you find? when you went over to the US and the way that you adapted your managerial side, did you find that you got to know your salespeople for who they are and what their whys were much better and were able to stay tuned to them? Because I found that I've got to know my salespeople much better now, um, from sitting next to them every single day in a big room to actually finding myself having to have proper conversations with these guys. Because A, you know, it was a worrying time right at the beginning right everybody went into that survival mode and you want to check everybody's okay Um, and then I just found myself having much more meaningful conversations with these guys and actually really getting attuned to what they want and I was able to align that with what we were trying to do so we could we could move forward um, together did you find that you already had that from the experience from going to the US
1: I think uh, I don't know going to the US it was more like I said, learning how to deal with the the culture there, and they don't get the British humour that much. And I probably said stuff that I probably shouldn't have to people. Um, you know, they didn't understand when I was just like, do some work or make make more fucking calls. They were just like, oh my god! And I was like, oh no, no, I'm joking. You're doing a good job. Just, 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 you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I think maybe. When you are at home, you see into people's lives a bit more. You get to see their personality a bit more. They feel a bit more relaxed, and so maybe they do open up. Whereas when you're in the office, you I don't know what your your situation in the company was, whether you had to wear suits and stuff. But you know, especially people that that have to suit up when they go to work. You know, you, you put on this facade, and you say you're you feel like I, this is how I've got to be at work. You know, and so I think maybe being at home, people are a bit more relaxed because they're in their environment. So you get to know them a bit more, um, and uh, and yeah. I think, it's, uh, I think it's easier to, to build a relationship with people. Um, yeah. But it is hard, you know, so some of the people in the company I'm waiting to meet still, I, I don't know when I'm going to turn up and they're six foot six, you know, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, you don't understand, you can't yeah. really get yeah. It, so. it's, yeah It's interesting
0: though. No, uh, I think it's, um, it's an exciting time ahead. Uh, I think there's a lot of challenges out there, but you know, bits that you mentioned there, you, you know, you've got a little girl. I've got a little boy, he'll be five in September. Um, but you know, for the, for the first, um, well, what we're looking at four and a half years of his life, I was only there on Saturday and Sunday, right? Cause I'm, um, I'm on the train at 6.15 in the morning when luckily he was fast asleep. Um, and, um, I, I was getting the train at seven half seven at night back home. So by the time I walked through the door, he was, he was fast asleep. So, you know, when you're looking at the, um, uh, the work-life balance and actually, you know, Never working from home before this, Um, you know, you you touched on it a bit about, you know, meetings that you get pulled into that you don't really need to be in. And like everything, um, meetings always start uh, for about 15 minutes talking about uh, football match, Love Island or whatever it is that's on the the topic. I, I just suddenly found I was getting so much more done and being so much more productive in areas where you can be effective it was amazing it's almost like covid has been the catalyst to speeding through things we were a suited environment up until the start of this year so i think things were on the change um, but covid's probably just massively accelerated um uh, yeah. a bit and what's really fascinating
1: is the technology was already there to um to be able to do it um, i think it is so we've got a great um we've got a great team of banks that work on uh on our community and uh, and you know they, they set up daily catch ups or you know we have random we have a little machine that randomly generates three people in the company you're going to have a coffee with it like once a week and uh-huh. you, know, you get and we do lunch and learns where we get people from music industry or or other trainers to come oh. and talk to us and that's really helped and you know every morning there's a all hands call where um, people join and even if it's only five minutes we go we've got nothing to talk about. At least everyone sees each other and it's like, a, you know, and it, so that's worked we've done. And like I said, the technology has been there before. Yeah. we entire life sitting on trains and being miserable going into London, right? right? Well, that's yeah. one thing I found kind of shocked when I came back from America. I think it was last Christmas, sitting on the tube. And uh, our office at the time was uh, near Lidenhold Market. And um, sitting on the tube, going there or going out to lunch, you know, I'd look around and there were just like soul destroyed faces. Like yeah. no one wanted to be there and we was miserable. Yeah. And now it's, it's it, I feel like there might be a bit of a, more of a uplift of when people do go into the office or you do go, it's it's like a great list. We're here, we're doing this. We want to be here. and it's Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Going there, you see people, there's jobs to be done. Um, and then you've got the days where you can just be at home uh, to get your head down and do bits. And, you know, be able to uh, uh, to go out and, and, and do stuff, you know. For the, I'm, I'm contemplating for the first time in 15 years, I can I can uh, join a few mates um, in a five-a-side league that they do, which was before just was just never even you know part of the uh, the thought process. because actually, oh, actually now I might be able to uh, to get involved. Um, uh, Tim, really appreciate your your time, this. thank you very much for uh, for taking part. It's been great getting to know you during lockdown, and I think. You've joined a business that's going somewhere, and it's going to be great to see where you guys go over the next couple of years. Thank
1: you. Yeah, no, Thanks for having me, and it's been great to chat. No worries.